Well, a wonderful Monday to you, dear listener. Thank you for tuning in. This is Con Cafe for Monday, the 15th of August, year of our Lord, 2022. Incredible. We're halfway through the month of August. Praise God. And we're still going. We're still at it. We're still trying to reach as many lives as we can for Jesus Christ, trying to make our home spaces, our work spaces, our play spaces as sacred and as special as we can to show others that there is a better way to live. We don't have to be like the rest of the world. We can be those chosen, selected, and picked by God to make the world a better place. And today we're looking at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 10 to 17. I'm reading it in the New International Version of the Bible. And this is the Gospel lesson for this coming Sunday, and uh, which will be the 21st of August. And we pray this gospel lesson get us ready for the rest of the week. So thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde, and I thank God for you. And I ask that we be in an attitude of worship, and that we be receptive to God's voice, and that we be willing to listen and receive what God shares with us. Hear now the word of God. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he, Jesus, was doing. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, Gloria a Dios, or thanks be to God. During my life, dear friends, I'm going to confess, I've had a series of what I call self-prayers. You might have these as well. Now, I love and respect and miss my father tremendously. And I thank God for him, and I wish I were more like him. But there was a time when I prayed as a rebellious teen, Lord, don't let me become my father. Okay, I may be the only one. Some of you ladies might have had a similar prayer about becoming your mom, but I'm not asking for a show of hands. Put yours down back there in the back. Later, I would pray as well as lecture myself, never say to your children, this isn't music. (laughs) Okay, I'll admit that I have said that numerous times, much to the dismay and grimaces of my darling daughters. Yes, I heard that from my father about my choice of music numerous times. And uh, we're talking Beatles. (laughs) I prayed that I would be wise enough to recognize when I was being an obstacle to God's work in our midst. I prayed that I might be open to new things and new ways of doing ministry and to love all people. As a pastor, several church members added to my praying, and this was the prayer, 
let me not ever be that person. And as a pastor in some later years where I was not pastoring a church, I tried to be the most supportive, understanding, encouraging pastor that I could. I'm talking about my years as campus minister, my year as a conference council director, and my years as a superintendent. And here, dear friends, we find the Lord of the universe, the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, doing what he was sent to do. And he was loving all people right where he found them. And it was on their holy day of the Sabbath that Jesus, as he's teaching in one of the synagogues, that a woman enters, bent over, crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She could not straighten up at all. Jesus notices her and calls her forward. Now let's pause for a moment, dear friends, to let's pause for a moment, dear friends, to discuss worship attendance dynamic. Say that five times really fast. Worship attendance dynamics. It takes a lot, a lot of courage, a lot of boldness to come to the front of a worship space, especially when there are other people in there, especially when the worship service or the celebration service or whatever you call your time of being with God for almost any person to come to the front. I, as a pastor, tremble in fear. I'm confessing. I tremble in fear as I make my way to the front and more so when I speak the first words in any worship space. Years ago, when I was doing my internship, I threw up quite a bit before my first sermon for a grade admission. And I remember confessing to my mentor pastor, the Reverend Jose Galindo, that I had thrown up, that I was very nervous, and he shared how he once was the same way at seminary, right before he preached for a grade. And his seminary professor said, Jose, the day that you stop being nervous about preaching is the day that you stop preaching. So I thank God that every time I've been invited to preach or I've been assigned to preach, I still am scared to death. There's a lot to be said for sharing even this devotional on God's behalf for you to hear and receive. Now, thank God that morning that I preached, there was a lovely woman who would be sentenced to life <laughs> hearing my sermons for the rest of her life. And she says even to this day that she loved that first sermon and has been my most faithful and encouraging of all my congregants. Yes, she's my biggest critic. She lovingly tells me when I have said or misspoken, and I receive that with grace and humility and thankfulness that she loves me that much. Now, you may notice that most churches will almost always be packed at the rows closest to the entrance and away from the front where um, the preaching or teaching or leading of worship is taking place. That's human nature. And some people may worship in a church for years and not join because they fear making the walk down the center aisle to make their decision known. So for Jesus to call this woman to the front was a courageous thing. This passage does not record any hesitancy on the part of that woman, but she may have realized that coming to the front of the church would mean her healing, her deliverance from this thing that has kept her bound up for 18 years. Some people would have said the first miracle was getting her to the front 
of the church. I'm not going to argue that. Woman, Jesus lovingly tells her, you are set free from your infirmity. The words from the mouth of he who was present at the creation of the world, he who is the Son of God, who called her forward, and who, and I'm quoting here, put his hands on her, and immediately, immediately, she straightened up and praised God. All I can say is, wow, a healing in a holy setting. And in a show of gratitude, she praises God right away, thanking God for her deliverance from this which has held her captive for 18 years. You would think if this healing took place in your church, the place would explode with excitement. What an incredible thing to witness that dear sister who struggled to get anywhere, who struggled to get here this morning to worship, is now free to walk upright and who has been healed. Hallelujah. You might hear something similar to that. And most churches would have celebrated in a joyous way, praising God for his faithfulness in bringing healing to one in need. Yet, yet, insert your prayers here. For example, Lord, never let me be this person. The president of the synagogue steps forward and makes known his displeasure at what others are naturally thanking God for. How dare this man do work on the Sabbath? Of the six days in which he could have healed this woman, he chose to defile the Sabbath by doing work. Friends, if there had been a microphone in those days, this man would have run to the closest one, grabbed it, and loudly voiced his objections to what we perceive as something good. To Jesus' credit, he does not hold back his disbelief and his frustration at one who should have said, here in my church this has happened. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Right here in our church we have had a healing take place and you saw it with your own eyes for yourselves. Jesus had to say, you hypocrites. There were more, not just the mic-hogging one. <laughs> there were more. Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Boom! Friends, ask a 17-year-old how long 18 years is to wait to do something. Ask this lady who can now walk without pain or discomfort, without staring or pointing, how long 18 years really is. It's a long, long time. Well, that response from Jesus silenced the opponents, but delighted the people there who were amazed and blessed by this miracle. And you know what, dear friends? God continues to do great things in our midst. We just have to be aware of them. More importantly, we must not be obstacles in God's way, and we must lead the praises of thanks when they do happen. Amen? Let's pray. <sighs> Loving God, great is your faithfulness to us, especially when we are in need. We pray that you grant to those in our church who need healing a chance, an opportunity to receive theirs. 
and allow us to rejoice when that healing finally comes. Forgive us, dear Father, those times we have stood in your way and been obstacles, and grant to us that grace that allows us to be those who bless thy work and lead the celebrations of gratefulness. For we pray in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Dear one, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this ministry. I thank God for you, and, and I love you. I really do. And I pray that you would have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And here's your call to action. Speak positively of what God can and has done for you. Share that with someone today, especially someone you may not even suspect is in need of hearing such a word from you. You can do it. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And again, please know, I love you and I thank God for you. Amen.